It's Wednesday afternoon, and once again, as always, I am joined by Paul Harrison from Walk the Talk. Good, good afternoon, Sarah. Good afternoon. Uh, you want to talk about films? You want to go all Gary Pollard on me today? Yes. Sorry, Gary, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> but this film has a historical Hong Kong bent, so uh, as you did Avatar, I thought I should do, um, the, do the Hong Kong history film. Which is? Which is Assassins or Bodyguards? And Bodyguards. Assassins and Bodyguards. bodyguards. Right. What's it about? It's about people in nineteen oh six Hong Kong running around and killing each other, defending Sun Yat Sen, and unfortunately for Walk the Talk, we'd love to say it's true, so we can take people round and say this is where this battle happened, this is where this skirmish happened. It was all made up, apart from the first bit. It was all made up by whom? By, by the by the Chinese Hollywood scriptwriters. Okay, all right. But it, the, the two events in it are real. Uh, Sun Yat-sen did meet people, and at the beginning, the film starts with the assassination of Yang Chu Yun. So I was going to talk about the true bit of the film. Okay, well, what does the film um, allege happen then? The film alleges that um, Sun Yat-sen comes here after his first abortive coup against China and his meeting with all the other revolutionary leaders. And the evil empire of imperial China sends their assassins and ninjas down to k- kill Sun Yat-sen. And defending him is a motley crew of different people. There's a a very tall, stinky tofu maker who is in real life a basketball player. There is a young girl whose dad was a general in a martial, uh, was a general and now is in Chinese opera. Um, there is a are you talking about Are you talking about real people or are you talking about the actors and actresses? The, the actors, this right. is the roles they play. And similar, dissimilar people who get together to defend Sun Yat-sen. Okay. So, um, what actually happened? The film starts with the assassination of Yang Chi Yun, which is the only true killing in the film. But he's a fairly interesting chap. He um, was a teacher at St. Joseph's College, which is now on Kennedy Road. And, um, as I've said before, teachers didn't get paid much, so... Um, Maybe he was got the better job so he can help fund the revolution better. He got a job with the Sassoon Company as a manager with the shipping industry with them. And he was involved with Sun Yat-sen in setting up the first of their revolutions in China. Um, but it all went wrong. Um, Sun Yat-sen was already in the mainland and... Chang Chuyan was meant to arrive with um, the guns and the mercenaries to be able to do the rest of the campaign, but he sent a telegraph saying, sorry, I got delayed by 24 hours. This, as it was Sun's first um, revolution, he got a bit nervous, so, so he stood down all his forces. The mainland Chinese knew that they were coming, so they captured the... Uh, the revolutionaries coming up from Hong Kong and they went into jail. Um, Yang Chu Young and Sun Yat-sen escaped and they were told not to come back to Hong Kong for five years so things calmed down. So Sun Yat-sen went touring around places like Britain and America raising funds and support and Yang Chu Young went to Vietnam and Singapore and South Africa. 
and then he comes back to Hong Kong and he set, has two societies that he's already set up. One is the Fu Ren Literary Society, which there's a plaque for at one packed lane um, just below Hollywood Road. Um, and the steps there are the original ones that he would have walked up. And now where the Literary Society was is now um, a park where the government grow plants and children play. Okay. You can't go in the government growing plants area. And his other place, the place where he's shot is his school, um, doesn't survive, but there is a plaque there for him. That's at 52 Gage Street. And that was the headquarters of the Xinjiang Hui, which I probably said wrong, which is the Revived China Society. And in the film, that's where he shot. In real life, he was shot indoors. In the film, he shot outside. After giving a, a very dem pro-democracy speech, which I was surprised to see on a mainland movie, he says, we should have government of the people, by the people, and for the people. When will we see that, O oh, teacher? Maybe 2012. Not <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Maybe not in my lifetime, but in yours. And then he's deaded. <laughs> <laughs> Did you enjoy the film? I enjoyed the film, but I had because it was interesting seeing what old Hong Kong would have looked like if you have Chinese Hollywood millions. <laughs> um, and the kung fu is clever as ever, but I had to forget that I, I'm a historian, <laughs> and this is not true. So when you went into the film, you knew already, already that it wasn't true. Yes. Well, I didn't know what the story would be, but I guessed it would be the usual movie history. I'd be sitting there picking holes in it, but it was so easy to pick holes I, in the history, I forgot. Why do you think this complete fabrication has been made up then? Because um, it makes an interesting place to put a kung fu movie <laughs> um, with these basketball players and um, uh, opera troupe daughters fighting it out with the naughty imperial China. And also um, because Sun Yat-sen's the new hero of China... Um, Mao's being forgotten because he did naughty things. But we can, Sun Yat-sen was um, a saintly man, so we should have a film about him. We can combine the two things, uh, a hagiography of Sun Yat-sen, though he's just a minor part in this, he just appears occasionally with heroic Chinese people defending him <laughs> from the naughty Chinese. <laughs> okay, so uh, a, a film worth seeing that with a Huge pinch of salt. Yes. Um, and they keep making reference to um, Sun Yat-sen while he was on his time away from China. They often passing around a book which Sun Yat-sen wrote of his adventures in London, which were interesting because he got, after America, he went to Britain because several, he went to medical school in Hong Kong and several of his medical lecturers were in Britain. Cantley, who set up Dairy Farm and Mason. And Cantley actually lived near the Chinese embassy, and the stories differ about what happened to Sun Yat-sen. Some say he went in as an act of bravado to the Chinese embassy. He says, though, he was kidnapped. But it, what is known that he was kidnapped inside the Chinese embassy, and that he's locked away in their dungeon awaiting to either be killed or sent back to China for trial. Um, but he writes 
um, he ha- the Chinese embassy has a Western servant called George Cole, and um, different stories differ about what George Cole's role was. Mm. Sun Yat-sen said to him, "I'm a good Protestant. I go to church." And you're probably a Christian too. This is being evangelizing Victorian Britain. These people you do know are heathen, so you should let me go because I want to introduce Christianity to China. So that's Sun Yat-sen's story. George Cole's story was: he said to me, "I'm a socialist leader, and you're a poor oppressed lackey. Um, workers of the world unite! <laughs> let me free." Um, and another story goes that is that uh, Sun Yat-sen gave George Cole twenty pounds. <laughs> <laughs> so no one knows which story is true. Uh, I let the listener listen uh, um, decide for themselves which it probably was. I think it was probably the money. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been a combination of all three. Sorry. So George Cole takes a letter to Cantley saying, "Help." Um, I was kidnapped into the Chinese legation on Sunday, and they're going to smuggle me out to my death. Rescue me quick! Oh, woe to me! <laughs> and so Cantley writes a letter to the Times, and gets、um, the Foreign Office to say it is not the done thing in Britain to kidnap people and abduct them out of the country. Please release him. So a large.、Um, Group of people and journalists, journalists of people, of course, g- gather outside. <laughs> gather outside the Chinese embassy and protest that he should be released. And so、uh, Sun Yat-sen is released. And that's the end of the lesson today. Oh, there's one more in- interesting thing, because Chang Chuyun. Had these many enemies. They thought if they buried him, they're going to dig up his body and desecrate it. So, in the Protestant graveyard in Happy Valley, he's buried.、Um, if you go in, turn right, carry on round to the Catholic, to next to the Catholic, and it's just overlook on the path、um, with a tree growing very close to it. If you look at it, it's a very big, impressive gravestone. But if you look around it, it doesn't have any name on it, because they they left it as a unmarked grave, so that no one would know he's buried there, so he could rest in peace. Kind of a nice idea, but、mm. also you kind of I don't know something quite nice about seeing someone's、mm. name and details on a gravestone. Yeah, now it would be a nice idea to have a little plaque there,、mm. not stuck to the stone, but saying, "This is the anonymous grave for this person."、Mm. And he was assassinated for the greater good of China, and give the rest of the history. Yeah, campaign for that, yeah, Paul. Yeah. One of my many campaigns I should do. <laughs> Paul,、uh, thank you very much. A very happy Christmas. And to you too. And a happy New Year. See you next week, actually, before New Year. <laughs> right, so <laughs> I won't sing it. <laughs>